Hello everybody, welcome back to Game Closet Chats. This is our Then and Now segment, and my name is Adam. And I'm Bianca. And we have Catless this morning. I don't know where they are. They're off sleeping somewhere, being Do, cute. Doing cat things, I guess. Me taking pictures of them. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are, are we traveling to space? Are we... Are we already space Already in space? People? We are... Either way, we are... Living our best lives. Living our best lives here as <laughs> we conquer the galaxy. the galaxy. I don't really know. I it's mean, a little, well, it's got maybe like an edge of, of we are conquering. Yeah. If you, it's, We're our own societies. Yes. In this eminent domain. Oh. I don't know. That's a terrible segue because Ooh. who knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about eminent domain this week and... Ooh. Kind of where where we were when we got this game, where the world was when it entered our collection into the closet, and then we'll take a short little pause. Well, we'll take a long pause, mm. you'll take a short one, and we'll be back to let you know... Fresh thoughts. Fresh thoughts, fresh perspective. This mm. is one years, I would say. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, it's funny because it's... I have a very vivid memory of one of the first time, maybe the first time we played this because can you play a two player? I can't remember. I don't remember. I don't, I don't think so because of the, some of the mechanics in it. Um, so potentially the very first time we played this, we played it with Lauren and Larry. Well, no, you, you can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. What? No. When, when was the first time we played it? International tabletop day. Okay. Now, the first time we played it after we owned it... Okay, yes. ...might have been with Lauren and Larry. But the first time we played it, which is the first time we've seen it... Oh my gosh. ...was a tabletop day at the wow. local game store. I feel kind of old. And that was old. Uh, that was 2014, I guess? Uh, I wow. think that's right. Yeah, I. that's funny. It's coming back to me now. I remember sitting at the table, and tabletop day always just being crowded and surrounded by people, mm -hmm. and just... And yeah, playing it and, and... Early in our relationship, we were, I think, just friends, really, at the time. Mm -hmm. Early in our game playing, this was first five, one of the first five modern board games that yeah. we owned. Is, um, was Eminent Domain playing it at Tabletop Day, was that the first time you had heard about it, yes. or had you seen it on? Nope, never, never seen it anywhere else. Fresh, out the box... Hadn't seen it before. I don't particularly remember everything from that play, unfortunately. I remember more of when we played it first with Lauren and Larry. Um, <laughs> as as obvious. Right. I, I will share the one thing I do remember, mm. which was, and this will come up in the now segment more than likely, thinking that the research really wasn't worth it. That it was too hard to do. <laughs> that the research was not going to be the way to win. Mm-hmm. And so then, maybe weeks later, when we played it again with our friends, what did I say? You were like, don't even bother about the research, you guys. It's, it doesn't really matter. It's not a really good way to win. And then, and then what did I do? And then, like a turd, you <laughs> focused on the research, and you won. <laughs> it's true. I did. I was like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the thing that I maybe said not to, just to show 
if if it isn't clear by now or maybe a first time listener, I don't particularly care if I win or lose. I'm not too competitive. Um, I like to play games maybe a little differently each time and to try out new things. And at the time, I was like, well, I'm going to do it. It's, it's not going to be good. And I did. I ended up dominating and you, was teased like, a lot. You, us. Oh, you said not to do oh, research. Do and look at all the research you did. So <laughs> I'm betting that this game, there will be more research done by yes. everyone, perhaps. We're going to play again with Lauren and Larry today, mm-hmm. so... So what do you remember, or what has stuck out to you about Eminent Domain? It is still in our collection. It is. It, is, it has not been put into the garage for storage. Right. It's sitting on the shelf. It's one that I just always know will go back and play. It was the first real, I'm going to say, deck builder we played. We had Star Realms when we got this, but that was it. And this was the first game... Where you did something on someone else's turn. For me. Yes. I yeah was going to mention that that is one of the key and sort of unique. And maybe that's why we were so attached to it in the beginning. Was that on someone else's turn, you can either... Descent or follow. Or follow. Which is interesting because what other game had we played... Where you were reacting to another player's turn. Not only what other game had we already played, but it would be a while before we played another game like that. The only mm. one that comes to mind, or the next one, is Machi Koro. Mm-hmm. And then one of the Valeria games. Who knows Way which one. later Heroes for that, though. or... I think you think that, but it wasn't. We Remember, played we it played with... it at Emerald City Comic Con. The second, the third year we went. Didn't we play it with Darby? Yeah. What year was that? Oh, 2015. God. Oh, so okay. 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 Yeah. All right. So you think like it I was said, a, it I feel was a little old. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that weird? <laughs> wow. So I think those were actually really close to each other. So it's probably, I mean, and we really liked Valeria the first time we played it around. That particular iteration. The particular I mean, iteration. I don't know. Was it Heroes? There were, I don't, I felt like there were like owlbears and things I in mean, it, it was a grid like, of cards and you bought from that yeah, and you fought things. there was like the priestess and, and I, I can't remember what, which version it was. Um, but, it, so in the collection and in our board game career, that was the first time we'd interacted with a game where you're doing something every turn. On Eminent Domain. On right? Eminent Domain. Yes, that is absolutely more than the deck building, the thing that sold me on it from the beginning. And what I like is you you don't have you, you get the choice. You know, you can follow someone's gonna do research, they're gonna do an act of war, you can decide depe- depending on what you've done previously in the game, is this something I wanna start doing now? Yes. And this is kind of like a little freebie for me to get me started? Or do I wanna keep on my path, ignore that, and draw a card from my deck? I think what you just said is really key to what the strategy for really being good at this game is this is one where you can specialize and you can specialize so specially, but you can also generalize. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be as good. And maybe I'll try doing that when we play, 
But I think being able to do a lot of, or a little bit of everything is probably just as good as a specialization. But this was the first game I can remember where it's like, it matters. I'm going to go all in colonization. Mm -hmm. And the more you do of that thing, the better you get at doing it. Mm -hmm. Another, (laughs) another, yeah, where it pays to do the specialization. Right. And a lot of games, maybe they want you to do that, but it doesn't pay as well because other people are getting, you know, other points from other avenues and all of that is sort of working together to get them ahead. When in this one, it's like, you want to colonize stuff? Here's six cards for you to pick from. Mm-hmm. Or six planets for you to pick from. And then you get to pick, you know, which one is going to benefit the the most. And you're denying other people those points. Yeah, yeah. And if you think about other games, like Lords of Waterdeep, for instance. And I know that's not a deck builder, but it's got that same sort of feel of what I mean. Is a lot of times it takes... It takes being a generalist to be able to do that other thing you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I got all these, I don't know, minerals, but I also need a sky crystal. And it's like, because I specialize so much in minerals, I'm never going to be able to do that other thing. Mm-hmm. But in this game, it rewards you both ways. You can do the things that you need a little bit of everything, or you can just straight go down one path. Yeah, you're not blocked from, um, you're not losing out. If you haven't started yet, that's okay. You can start and, and, you might not be as good as someone who is specialized, but you'll still get a little bit of a foothold. Yeah. And it will benefit you. And um, in the past, thinking past and thinking of past games that we've played, I have done a little bit of that. I'm trying to remember how many decks there are. There's the research, the colonization, the act of war, there's the trade. Is it just a four? I can't remember if scan is part of colonization. It probably is. I think it is. So maybe. Four doesn't seem like quite enough, but it might be. Um, So either four or five decks. Out of those decks, a lot of the time, I'm usually focusing on two, maybe three of those. And, And it's a little bit hard and maybe a little bit scary to just specialize in one. And I feel like I haven't done that because... I might feel like I'm I'm missing out on some of the other aspects of the game. But a lot of them feed into each other, though, which is interesting. It's true. And I guess something like Star Realms encourages the specialization. But that's not really what I mean with the specialize. Because in other deck builders, and we're, we're fresh off of a Legendary Encounters mm. playthrough, you get the card and it's dollars or attacks. And it doesn't make any sense to go all in on attack because then you'll never be able to buy another card. It doesn't make any sense to go all in on dollars because then you'll never be able to attack anything. But in this game, there it isn't that, which is interesting for a deck builder. It isn't mm-hmm. there isn't monies and attacks. So I think that that's another thing that works well in its favor. And it's sure. also it's a clean footprint too. Yeah. It is. It's a nice little board that folds up in half. It's really thin, and it's just to hold the decks and the discard. And then you just have your hand and your decks. And I don't think... Uh, you've played the research more than I have. Do you have things that just sit out there for the research? You know, I, I know you have your planets. Yes. Your planets hang out there, um, and you just tuck your cards underneath them. 
I think that there are some persistent bonuses that stay out, and then there's some that go into your deck. I don't remember. <laughs> and I was, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say a few minutes ago, we sure talk about these very authoritatively for games that we haven't played in I four know. or five years. I kind of enjoy it. So. Like, no, this is the way to win. Yeah, I do too. But it's funner to come back and say, oh, well, no, we were wrong we, on that. We were wrong about that point, um, or we were really right about that point. And my only, my only probably complaint about it is the little fiddly ships that come with it. Yeah. That... Um, so you get the little ships, and then you have little tokens that represent the, like, crops and things you grow on the planets, like the minerals the and resources. resources. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because, like, the color doesn't matter for the tokens. I, if I remember right, it doesn't matter. I, you, I don't remember. I don't think it matters because I remember thinking, like, oh, I have this purple planet. I need to get purple tokens. But then it in the rules it's like you just take whatever token you want. Yeah. And I was like, why aren't they all just the same then? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. The you bring up the ships and that's an interesting point. The the combat quote unquote route got a big flushing out with the expansion, which we do own. Mm-hmm. And I think we played with it once and then just decided we didn't really need it anymore. Uh, it yeah, it didn't seem to add like like we thought it would. I. Yeah, I remember. I remember we got it, and it added more ships, yes. <laughs> more more little fiddly ships, and I unfortunately I don't remember a lot of what it added, but nothing that changed the game in such a way that we were like we have to play with this every time. Right, and we will play with it today. Yeah, just to give a a more complete experience for what we have. So I guess we gotta go kick the government off the land because they're taking it with their eminent domain powers. <laughs> I, I guess that's it. We're colonizing, so we'll that's our eminent the, domain. We'll have to read the uh, there's a little synopsis or something. We'll have to the read. Blurb. Yes, um, I'm excited to play again. Yeah, and me too. we'll be back shortly. All right, everybody, oh. we are back from our dominion of the universe and once again my I, domain was eminent i was a, a <laughs> poor warlord which might be a good thing i don't know mm-hmm. it could mm-hmm. be it's nice to be an altruistic warlord and were you very altruistic i don't, I don't know, know about i that. was an accidental warlord i, I know that was like that's new for you um definitely you, different i don't think you did what you said you were going to do i don't um, even know the research? The research, really. Well, I tried, but somehow I ended up with a whole bunch of warfare <laughs> cards. So, um, so first, first now impressions. What are you, what are you thinking? Um, solid, great, even more now talking with the same, um, eyes as a matured yep, gamer. Yep. Um, I played it probably a little more defensively than I used to in the past. And I really, I just really enjoyed it again. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I think I had a lot of fun with it. I think, um, again, we talked about this a little bit while we were playing and, and in another chat, but it was the kind of game where I could just see people really like playing it a lot and getting really good at it and it being their like weekly game. And you could probably get it down to an hour, 
hour and a half. Oh, yeah, it could be quick. Um, I mean, we were through that first deck almost. Let's see, it was... Well, I think you guys went through Warfare first, because there were three of you doing it. I don't even remember. Um, Warfare went first, and then the Colonize went second. And, I mean, it, I don't even remember how long it took us. Maybe I mean, not even an hour, right? I think it was over an hour. Was it over an hour? Yeah. I think it, it, time doesn't feel like it's going as slowly because you're doing something every turn. Right. Which, again, we talked about before and loving that. And, again, I loved it because I kept, this time around, I really dedicated myself to only doing colonize and only doing, um, like, the survey mm-hmm. and the trade and all of that. So, like, my deck was tight. Yeah, mine was not. Not the way I wanted it to be. And I think that's the the big difference. I think what really helps this game along, and it's something we didn't really get into this time, but as we were playing, I remembered it. It's that rhythm. And maybe that's why I keep thinking this is the kind of game people can sit around and just play. Because it should be, I do this. Or this is my action, this is my role. Follow, descent, follow, done. Next person goes. Because nothing you do in that descent follow role phase affects anybody else. Or even the action phase affects anybody else. It's not until you choose your role and everyone else decides if they're going to copy it or not that they have to do something. So you can go around. You don't have to say, I'm going to follow and then do your action to follow and then the next person go. Mm -hmm. It can all just say, I'm going to follow. You do your thing. As soon as you say follow the next person, and you don't even have to say it one after the other, but if you get in that rhythm. That's what I really wanted to kind of stop about halfway and say, all right, this is what we should do to, to help yeah, us move. Yeah, um, and, and it took a little bit of remembering the yeah. the action um, <laughs> versus the role. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, midway through, like, I mean, if someone, I knew, and it's funny because I knew that you and Larry, who were focusing on, like, war and research, when it got to your turn, there, I was more than likely going to be able to just draw from my deck. Mm-hmm. And and I was just waiting for that because <laughs> I, I drew so many times. My hand was just giant by the time it got to mine. And if somebody was doing a survey or a colonize, um, I had the chance to follow and have it mean something really big when it actually came back to my turn. Um, and that, that was also just part of keeping my deck really clean of only having those three types of cards and not having to juggle, like, oh, am I going to pull a couple of Warfare this time? Am I going to have research? I didn't have to worry about that. And I really enjoyed that. Because I feel like when we play games where you can kind of cull your deck, you know, discarding, it's hard um, for those types of games where you have those, like, one-star buying you know one star attack or whatever it is of getting those back out of your deck because they still are useful at times and i don't always know when to get rid of them yeah and a lot of times in those kinds of games like in legendary encounters if you can can pare your deck down you kind of want to use that buying power or that slashy power but you can't if you discard it Mm -hmm. so it's like so it's almost like it takes your whole turn Mm-hmm. to do that it's funny you say that and i don't remember you using your research cards to get rid of cards in your hand i that probably could have given you even more points i got stuck with them my research 
and my warfare. Um, but because my my deck was already so tight, I didn't have to worry about actually having any of those other cards. It was just like three out of like however many cards. And I was drawing so many cards on everyone else's turns. Um, it didn't really matter. It sort of just kind of evened itself out in the yeah. end. Um, I did, there were times where I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, use my research to discard these two cards. But by the time it came back around to my turn, it was like, it would just be better for me to do my action and benefit from my action versus wasting it on. It was just so tight because Lauren and I, I ended up winning. Um, I don't remember how much. I think I had 28 points or I something like that. Either. And Lauren wasn't too far behind. It was relatively close. Yeah. It was relatively close. But I think because I didn't spend time, you know, trying to get all three of those cards out of my deck, that all of my actions and my roles were chosen very carefully. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that's just what helped in the end. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't really think about this while we were playing, but I wonder if there might be a flaw in the game where it just becomes a race to colonize and produce. Because it almost could be all you do is survey survey for new planets, colonize those planets, and then produce and trade to get points. And it's funny because I got lucky um, because I think I had three or four survey cards in my deck, but whenever someone else would survey, it was more than likely I had those cards in my hand already and I could just follow and then I wouldn't have to waste my next role doing that yeah the ability to boost what you're doing i think is really cool i like that a whole lot it's how many of these symbols do i play it makes it confusing that rule book is not very thick and it's not <laughs> a lot of rules to remember but it is confusing until you figure it out i mean it is sort of just a different way of playing a deck builder yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's too confusing or no, anything. It's just it's just getting getting the initial hold on yeah. it of like, oh wait, I'm I have two different. There's two different phases, but when you do this phase, then you you can do these options, right? And but you can't do both. You know, it's just it's sort of an interesting. Um, yeah, I like the boosting. I like the sort of defensive, which I think comes from you know being that more mature gamer of thinking defensively. Well, if I'm going to colonize, who else is going to be able to colonize? Yeah. Who else is going to turn over? Who else has been pulling those colonized cards? Yeah, who has the colonized cards? And then if I either produce or trade, what are the chances that everyone else has those cards in their hand? And am I benefiting them when I do that? Right. Do you remember if there's a leader bonus on the produce and trade? I do. Um... I don't think there is. I think that one is just everybody gets to do it. I think it is. Just I mean, you're going to get to do it one extra time because you're pulling the roll mm -hmm. card. Yeah. But, hmm, that's interesting. I think I would want to look back and see. Maybe we'd have to play it again and only <laughs> just, just race and see. Colonize <laughs> survey. Because even, I just don't know how the research had helped me so much in that other game that we played. I really don't. It didn't. Larry, and even Lauren was, well, she tried. She might have abandoned it. Lauren, I think, got remember. a little tripped up in that she was trying to do colonized warfare and research. Right. And and I think just with Eminent Domain, trying to do three different things is just so hard. It comes back to that generalizing of, um, sure, you're getting points from all these different areas, but 
it's not as many some as somebody who can add a colony in their action and then get an entire planet the next in right. their role. And it's it's sort of hard to to realize that. Yeah, I'm wondering if the expansion, which I think we said we were going to play with, but I didn't realize we hadn't already mixed them in until we were already playing. Mm. I, I I wonder if it fixes that because it is combat focused. It is more the warfare focus. So um. it could make it more beneficial to not just do survey, colonize, produce, trade. Maybe it, maybe that fixes that a little bit. So it could be that that was a flaw. Maybe it wasn't. But yeah, I ended up with a lot of warfare, mm-hmm. and I never attacked a planet once to colonize it. I don't, I don't think. remember why. I don't. I really don't. That game just got away from me. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing throughout most of it. And at the end, it's always this way. And Lauren um, vocalized this. It was like, oh, oh no! I need now. I need more planets, but I haven't been doing survey mm-hmm. as a role, mm-hmm. so I don't have any more survey cards than the two I started with. Yeah, you gotta be looking looking to the stars. Oh yeah, when when someone was surveying and I had those cards, it's like I better do it now, otherwise I'm gonna forget to do it, or I'm gonna discard down my hand and just get rid of them because you want to have one that you're working on and then one waiting in the wings. At least one. At least one. Because if you have a lot of colonized cards, you can just spread them out. Mm-hmm. Heck, you might have three or four face down mm-hmm. and then spend a turn just flipping them all over, and then all of a sudden you've got eight, ten points and three or four places you can produce and trade so yeah still good i enjoyed it i still really enjoyed it um i'm not sure our friends did as much maybe that's (laughs) just because it was a little more confusing for them because i mean we haven't played it in a long time but we've played it more yes you and i have played it more Mm -hmm. and i think it really had been at least probably five years it's been at probably three years since we've played it three years but yeah we yeah definitely that's a long time to go, um, but but pretty good. I I anticipate this will be. Gosh, Are you I thinking don't know. on your on one through a hundred type of thing? Yeah, you tripped me up on the last one, so I'm gonna I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna attack now. Where where do you think it's coming? Uh, down before to that though, I do want I want to ask we so we played Stone Age and Eminent Domain in the same weekend. Right. Stone Age, um, we realized is it's really a good stepping stone, a really good gateway game, um, for introducing people into the hobby. How do you feel Eminent Domain comes up to that? I think initially, and maybe even in the then, our then segment, I, w- I might have said this or would have said, yeah, this is a good one to introduce people. And now I would say absolutely not. Right. Way more complicated <laughs> than I remember it being. I do feel like, unless it does turn out that there's really just that one avenue to success, that this is a game you could play every week for six months. If you could build it up to playing it with that speed, so that this would have the table presence of, like, a small filler game. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think, think it, it could. could. I think Jinx, it could. Hey, <laughs> so, yeah, it was fun. So I definitely agree with that. And in my initial, like, remembering nostalgia, like, oh, it's such a great beginning one and then we played it again and i was like oh my god like i'm i'm thinking defensively on other people's turns yeah i'm thinking offense and defense on my own turn and and maybe we don't have to come at it from that point of view but if i were playing with it with a newer person it would be hard for me to to sort of switch that off this could be like this could be a competitive game 
Yeah, almost like <laughs> when you played like Sushi e- Go yeah, uh, this could tournament. Be the, the, although that was way easier. Um, <laughs> this could be a game you would go to a board game convention and they would have a tournament for. I feel like it could be It would be much. interesting. Um, and it would be interesting in that that there is a set number of in each deck. And you could potentially count cards for... Oh, like yeah. Like, racing to that sort of a thing. So that would be an interesting to see it from sort of that higher level of playing. A metagaming experience with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you, you've dodged and ducked and dived. Uh, what do you think? Where is it going to land? That's funny. Um, I'm going to say... I want to say top 30. Maybe top 20. I don't know about that. We've gotten so many games but as a just a as just a pure deck builder i really enjoy it yeah yeah um it has it, it's funny because talking about it and having some enthusiasm for it and agreeing it's great i don't think it's really the kind of game i like to play anymore the what aspect of it i like the deck building that are cooperative that are maybe a little more story, quote unquote story. Mm-hmm. You know, Legendary Encounter, Xeno Shift, mm-hmm. um, Shadow Fire, which we've played half a dozen times and gotten rules wrong every single. No, Shadow Rift. <laughs> okay, I was like Shadow Fire. Shadow Rift. Shadow Rift. Oh, oh my, the bane of our oh gaming gosh. existence. We'll, we'll have to do an episode <laughs> about every time we'll we have just gotten record the ourselves. Wrong. <laughs> we'll just record ourselves reading the rules. And then every time we go to play it, we'll just listen to it. I'm convinced it's a terrible rule book, (laughs) but in its defense, every time I'm like, I don't understand how this works, it's in there. Anyway, that's a little off topic, but I I think as a deck builder goes, it's real low for me, just because it's not the type of game that I'm I'm enjoying right now. Yeah, and I think... Yeah, I think it's nice that, you know, playing back through these games, Eminent Domain is proudly displayed in our gaming closet. And just knowing that, like, at one point, you know, this was, we were playing this a lot. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, not so much. And and I think, yeah, we just grow and And change. And change. But it's funny because it's (laughs) not like, it's you know, you bring up Stone Age because we played these kind of back-to-back. It's not like Stone Age where I felt like, "Mm, maybe I've outgrown it a little bit. I just, it's just that kind of game. And it might come back around. Yeah. For me. But, yeah, I'd be surprised if this cracks my top 50. Wow. Okay. Yeah, which is right. which is odd because again, it's like I do What's like it. The... I thought it was fun. I saw the potential, but maybe not just for me. Mm-hmm. So, so that's that's where I I think I want to leave it. Any any last words of wisdom? Not for me. Not, not the warlord Bianca has nothing to share. Bow down to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to supplicate yourselves, you can find us on Twitter at Game Closet Chats. Don't forget you can favorite us on Anchor or Spotify or wherever you listen to us. We really appreciate you out there. And yeah, until next time, huh? <laughs>